1: You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Hello and welcome to Absent Minded. It's Patrick Bexel speaking, and I'm joined once more by the star of the bottom six minutes, Matt Drake. Thank you for joining me, Matt. Of
0: course. And uh, we're not going to fire anyone today, are we? Or are we going to go after the rest? I don't think we got anybody to fire. Actually, the refs haven't been that bad lately. There's been a few really good games. Last game, I, like you know, they were they were calling a bunch of uh, you know ticky tack stuff. But you know, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? It's one bad game. Recently, they've been not so bad. So I'm leaving them alone a little bit. I just think
1: that you know, if they're consistent, I'm good with it. If they're consistent over the game, and especially if they're consistent over a, a league, I'm happy with it. Uh, it's when it goes up and down within the game I'm really getting pissed off. Um, we're obviously here. Um, three hours ago, uh, Montreal released the um, uh, injury update. And uh, let's face it, uh, biggest, uh, I wouldn't say shock, because we know he left the Rangers game, but the biggest impact for fans and maybe for the feel-good story that that uh, Slavkovsky
0: is... Um, Losing him for three months is a big deal, Matt. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of causing a bit of a freak out on Twitter right now. Um, Three months, that's basically season over, right? Barring some kind of miracle recovery, uh, we're we're probably not going to be seeing him play again for the Montreal Canadiens this season. So a little bit unfortunate. You know, your first overall pick, you made that pick in the Bell Centre uh kid's been showing a little bit of promise throughout the course of the season uh it's, it's been a, bit, a little bit up and down for him but then to lose him for three months yeah it's, it's a big dagger to him and for the fan base too it was really kind of i i think getting used to to him being around and, and getting excited to see what he was going to develop into now that's kind of derailed for a little bit we're gonna have to wait till next year to see him again in all likelihood
1: yeah we were talking just spitballing a little bit uh just before the uh recording this if you paper him he could technically
0: go down if laval makes the playoffs right my understanding is yes they'd have to paper him down at some point um i think that would be a smart move is to to do whatever you have to do you know paperwork wise to make him available for the laval rocket if that's possible um because of course you know he's, he's a young player that you invested a first overall pick in you want him to be able to play games uh, Laval is right now on their way towards a playoff spot so um, I, I think they could definitely use the help. He could definitely use the games. Um, I, I think that's a good way for him to get reintegrated uh, instead of waiting all the way until next year. I'd paper him down um, uh, again. As far as I know, they are allowed to do that, so I'd, I'd make sure that they do just so that he gets he gets that opportunity to play if it does come around. Yeah, and and
1: exactly as you mentioned, it is the opportunity that is there. If he if he's still injured, you can keep him off, off the ice. If he if he yeah. recovers a little bit quickly or or has the opportunity to play and just get a feel for the ice again, get a feel for the games again and, and, and all that around it. And obviously causing a little bit of more interest later in the season than we are expecting Montreal to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so unfortunate. Like there, there was two possible plays where it might've happened, right? There was one where he was just like, he didn't know, what he touched him. He was skating up the ice and then all of a sudden he seemed to have trouble putting weight on, I think it was his left leg. And then earlier on before that is what I think caused it. He had a collision with, I, I want to say Kreider, but I think that might just be my brain going back to Crider colliding with Habs players. It was a nothing hit, right? It wasn't, there was nothing malicious about it. There was nothing dirty about it. There was no penalty to be called, but you saw him kind of get up and grimace a little bit, go to the bench and stay in the game. But then it was on that, that next shift where he was kind of, you know, gingerly, not really able to put a ton of weight on his leg that I I think everybody was like, okay, something's wrong there. So I don't know where specifically it happened. I think it was when he got bumped and he fell down, but like, it's, it's just kind of a really horrifically unfortunate situation for your eyes. to just have a freak injury like that, where nobody can even really pinpoint exactly where it happened and it's ending your season. Like that's rough. That's rough.
1: It is a non surgical injury though. So that's the positive thing. The the, the negative thing is it's a non surgical injury at the moment. We sort of expect it to be maybe the knee. And if that's the case, it might turn into a surgical one down the line. Um, also we know in in knee injuries can can wreak havoc on a career whenever mm-hmm. you get them. And and it is a little bit... But this is pure speculation. Let's be honest about that. You would think it is the knee, but it could easily be a torn muscle or, or something less damaging down the line. Um, there was also... Uh, there, there is this argument, and I understand that it goes on on Twitter right now. Should he have played in the AHL the full season? Should he be in, in, yeah. in another team? Uh, should he come back to the Liga? Et etc. et cetera. And... and I do think it was good and smart to play him in the NHL. Uh, I maybe wish they would have taken a little bit of a, a step earlier in regards to even giving him more t- uh, time on ice, sending him to the World Juniors, where Slovakia might have caused even more troubles for for some teams with the Juraj Slavkovsky there. And then, obviously, uh, should he been in the AHL or maybe even in the Euro, and so so it's it's interest it's it's a cause of frustration the season is not obviously going the way the way montreal fans has has uh, expected it to and hoped for and then this happens it's as as you say a dagger in the back or a dagger through the heart it's 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 just i mean
0: the, the whole argument the whole argument of well th- this wouldn't happen if they sent him down or whatever it's like this was a freak injury right this was not him you know getting into a fight against uh ryan reeves and losing and ending up being hurt for three months right this could have happened with him skating in any league we could have sent him back to europe and this could have happened could have been in the ahl this could have happened could have been in the ohl and this could could actually have been
1: right going, going on an escalator down to the shopping mall
0: yeah right there's there's if 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 what you want is for there to be no possibility of him getting injured guess what the only way to do that is take him off the ice and have him lay in a hotel bedroom and stay there right no training no going out to the mall no nothing that's the only way for you to completely avoid a freak accident like that so I understand why people are upset uh, in a sense right because I I disagree with you on the him playing in the NHL thing I would have sent him to the world juniors 100 um I think they should have and I probably would have sent him down to Laval earlier but to sit there and say oh this wouldn't happen if if they sent him down to Laval how do you know that like that's a ridiculous statement to make because it's entirely possible that playing for Laval the exact same thing happens and then what and then what would you say right would you say oh well he should have been in the OHL guess what same thing can happen there and like I said before it could happen anywhere and like you said it could happen going down a set of stairs at the mall right you don't know. It's kind of ridiculous to sit here and play the what if game of where we could have possibly sent him when the reality is no matter where they sent him. Now, again, I agree with most of those people. He should have gone to the World Juniors and should have been in Laval a little bit earlier. But one thing I will say for the Montreal Canadiens, I think all of the other injuries that have happened recently prevented them from sending him down. They had a bunch of other people go down like they needed NHL bodies. They're calling people up from Laval. Anthony Richards has been up. Jesse uh, Ilonen's been up. Um, now you have potentially even more people coming up. Rafael Harvi Pignon is up. Like, they were kind of, their hands were a little bit tied. Maybe they wanted to send him to Laval. Maybe they wanted to take, you know, the fans' advice and actually pull the trigger on that, but they didn't get the chance to do that, and now he's hurt. So I don't feel like that, that game of, you know, what if we did this instead is, is very productive for us as fans because, you know, like, like we said, this could have happened at any level. Yeah, and the what if game, we
1: shouldn't really play that, you know. Uh, we get shit for, we're going to get crap from Nathan in regards to this, but uh, we can always discuss if uh, Japan would have attacked Russia rather than uh, Pearl Harbor. What would have? What language would we all be speaking now? Uh, but but in regards Ooh. to what ifs, let's leave it at that and go on because there's some interesting injuries and maybe um, repercussions because of these injuries as well. And I'm thinking about uh, Jake Allen and Jonathan Drouin. Jonathan Drouin seemed to have come into his role a little bit, uh, getting a few more assists, setting pl- plays up, et So I get playing with a little bit more confidence. He's always better towards the end of the season than at the start of the season. And he's on an expiring contract where he could potentially draw some interest at the deadline. And and generate maybe a a draft pick. I'm not going to say a first round draft pick, but but a draft pick <laughs> in, in in the draft. And um, you know, you could Montreal could easily have eaten a little bit of that contract as well. Do you think that it hurts his chances to get out of, of, of Montreal and get traded to Montreal's benefit, and now just go through to
0: summer and you lose him as a UFA? I mean, it doesn't, uh, I don't think it hurts his chances of getting a trade, but it definitely doesn't help him. Um, I I know that's maybe a bit of a non-answer, but when when I look at Jonathan DeWine, I think there's going to be a couple teams out there who will look at him and say, you know what, he could be an upgrade on, on somebody in our bottom six or in our middle six. And I think there's a team that would pull the trigger on that deal. Now, What's gonna be important for this to not end up hurting his chances of of getting a chance on a contender is that when he comes back on the other side of the all-star break, he's gotta come back hot, right? He's gonna to have to come back and he's gonna to have to like I'm not I'm not talking about multi-point games left, right, and center. I'm talking about he's gotta come back, he's gotta look good and he's gotta be chipping in offensively at least on occasion. Uh, and that might be enough to get a contending team to say, listen, you guys retain X amount of salary because he's on an expiring contract. We know we can do what we want at the end of the year. Anyways, then I think they could get a pick for him, uh, a first rounder. I, I don't think there's a universe where that happens. I'd love you it. You would have to eat the full I'd contract more or less. You, yeah. And you're not allowed to eat the full contract. So um, I, I don't think that one's going to happen, but I'll tell you what, you know, he's probably not coming back anyways. Right. So if, if he comes back after the all-star break, um, when, I, when I say, you know, he's not coming back, I mean, next year, right? If he comes back after the all-star break, uh, goes on a little bit of a tear towards the deadline. What I would do is I'd start looking for teams. I'd offer to retain that salary. and Even if all you get is like a fourth or a fifth round pick, take it. He's not going to be back in your lineup next season anyways, in all likelihood. So take whatever you can get fourth round, fifth round picks. Sometimes they're nothing. Sometimes in the fifth round you go out there and you get Joshua. Gouin. So. I say take take the assets because this is not a team that can afford to be leaving assets on the table. And I think that, again, the injury, it doesn't help him, but I don't think it'll hurt his chances. I think as long as he comes back after that All-Star break hot, I think we're okay. I think the Habs are going to be able to get something out of him.
1: Obviously, Montembeau has been playing really, really well the last couple of games. Uh, fantastic against the Rangers. Um, I didn't watch the, the Jets game, obviously but uh, I by the score, I could tell he was pretty damn good as well. Um he is obviously taking a giant step forward this uh, what you say this this fall um, and uh, with Alan also being on an expiring contract and have been expected to get moved at the deadline, what can we expect from from his injury and the impact of that injury? Uh, on to to potential uh, buyers at the deadline.
0: Uh, well, Allen's injury, I think, is it hurts his chances of getting traded considerably more than Jonathan injury hurts. Right? Allen is a goaltender. You have a goaltender with an injury history that's missed a number of games during that season. I think contending teams are going to have a tough time shelling out assets in order to acquire him. So it it could be problematic for the Habs in terms of trying to find him a new home, if that's something they're interested in doing. Uh, But I, again, think as long as he comes back, I think he's out for about one more week. They said during the the press conference today, if he comes back and, you know, has a, a string of really good games, similar to what Samuel Motambo has done recently, I still think there's a possibility that they can find a trade home for him the only issue there is that I have not gotten the sense that the Habs are very interested in trading him. They seem to want to hang on to him. Um, I'm not entirely sure why I feel like there's definitely some teams out there that could use goaltending help going into the playoffs. Uh, looking at you, Edmonton Oilers last year, I felt like they were a perfect landing spot for Jake Allen and the Habs didn't trade him there. Um, they didn't trade him anywhere. Obviously he's still on the team. So um, I'm not entirely sure that they want to trade him, but I it's similar to Drouin. I'd say if he comes back out of the injury and puts together a string of really good games, um, they they may get some calls about him still. It it could be you, you could talk about it in in in
1: that regard. Is keeping Allen around um, is that does that send a message to
0: Caden Primo that he's out? If they keep Allen around beyond this year, I, I think it sends a message to him at the very least that you don't have much of a shot at making this team. I think really the message to Caden uh, Primo, more than anything, was the fact that they allowed Samuel Montanville to play back-to-back games without giving one of those to Caden Primo. I mean, if I was him, I would feel like that's kind of a message, like, hey, listen, we don't have confidence in you starting for this team, right? That was four games in a row, two of them back-to-back. Yes, those two games were both in New York, so there was no travel involved. But that, in in the last, what, five days uh, previous to today, Samuel Montembeau had played, or last six days, Samuel Montembeau had played four games. That's a lot of work for a goaltender. Normally, you would have somebody to spell them off. Normally, if you called somebody up from your farm team, you would let them have one of those back-to-back games, and they didn't do that. Montembeau has been playing nonstop. So I think that's really the message more than anything. But absolutely, I would agree with you. If they do bring back Jake Allen um, after this season, if they re-sign him, I think that's a pretty clear message. Like not necessarily that you're out, but that you got a lot of work to do if you want to get into that crease uh, with the big club.
1: Especially with Jacob Dobish and and uh, Rebetic and and Dishow or Dikal, yeah. as I should say, um, coming through the, the system as well and and probably playing uh, at some. Similar level as as Primo next year. We'll be right back after this message. The god of mischief is back and better than ever.
0: Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind bending adventure spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on.
1: Loki Season 2, now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Obviously, there are two players left with this injury list, and it's uh, um, obviously uh, Armia. I'm, I'm, there's nothing to say about him, really, because he's on wow. a long contract, and, and, well, it sucks to have him uh, be injured. Obviously bunch of leave the 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 team at this
0: point as well. well, there's something to say about the ridiculous elbow, like there we go now now look look at that Pat. you managed to get me into a ref rant, right? <laughs> so Jacob Trutru comes skating in now, I took heat for posting this on Twitter and saying that this is a penalty. People are saying, "Oh, well, you never see that get called. You know what else never gets called super often is butt ends. A butt end is very easy to hide. It's the top part of your stick near your your high hand. And you can easily, you know, jab somebody in the chest with that. And it it very rarely gets called because the refs can very rarely see it. You just don't see it as often as you see, you know, a high stick that hits somebody in the head. Butt ending is not as common. Well, elbows to the ribs are not as common as elbows to the head. That's just the reality of hockey Mm -hmm. is that you see more elbows to the head and they get called more. So you think, oh, that's the penalty. That's not how the rule works, folks. Jacob Truba skates by Yoel Armia, misses his hit, and then sticks his elbow out and chicken wings him right in the ribs. Now, Yoel Armia is hurt, and he was starting to finally play well. I was finally starting to think maybe they, they can trade this guy. And now he's going to be out for a while because of that ridiculous elbow by Jacob Truba. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and call for a suspension on Truba, but. The officials in that game were calling some ticky-tack hooks left, right, and center. They're mm-hmm. calling some of the most ridiculous, softest hooking penalties that you'll see in hockey on both but teams. So let's direct... about that on both teams. Absolutely. I'm not just saying uh in, in favor of the halves here. I'm saying like that that was a very strictly officiated game when it came to stick infractions. But then you can dig your elbow into somebody's ribs while you're skating past them because you missed a hit and that's fine. That was a that was a ridiculous game from the officiating standpoint. And um Look at it now. Now we got Yoel Armiya out for a while and it derails potentially him regaining some trade value, which I, I think he didn't have very much to begin with. Um, sucks to see. He was he was really starting to play well and then now he gets derailed by that. Indeed.
1: Um, obviously, uh, one guy that is coming close to finishing his season is the ever-present injury um, magnet, Jake Evans. Um eight to ten weeks. Oh man, yeah. The the good thing is
0: that it's a lower body injury and not a head injury again. Yeah, at, at the very least, it's lower body, it's not head. Um, you know, I think with him with his concussion history for sure. Uh the last thing you wanted to, to see was was him get another concussion. I mean, that one was just a freak accident, complete freak accident. You know, they're they're having a face-off, guy falls directly on an outstretched leg, and you saw the way he grimaced, I think. Everybody who was watching that game knew right away that he was going to be out for a while. It, it wasn't going to be a quick return for him. Um, you know, uh, typical Habs, they're being tight lipped about what specifically it is. I have a pretty good idea, but I'm not going to speculate on it. It was just, it was really obvious just watching the on, on TV even that he was going to be out for a while. Uh, when you see somebody's body tense up like that with, you know, that much weight being put down on their leg, you you know, it's going to be uh it's going to be a bit of a long ride, so really unfortunate. Uh, but you know him, right? He's resilient. He he tends to come back and come back better uh, out of those injuries. Um, usually, as you mentioned, they've been head injuries too. So uh wish him the best in his recovery, but I think I, I knew that one was going to be long as soon as I saw it.
1: Obviously, Jesse Ullinen has been up and, and uh, playing quite well, in at least in the games I've seen. But also... Um, there are other players coming up. Who would you want to see up? I know you've been talking about um, getting the kids up from from uh, Laval, asking them to, to to showcase what they have and what they can bring in the future. Because obviously, there is a lot of draft picks coming up and and coming over into the AHL as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. The first guy that I've been I was talking about forever was Elonen. Uh, I really wanted to see him Ilonen. up and now. We've sought we've seen him up. Ilonen, sorry. I'm I'm trying to get the pronunciation down. That's why I asked you for it, Pat. <laughs> um he's been doing really well, so I think that opens the door for everybody else. Now we got Rafael Harvey Pinal. Um, you know, I'd really love to see, and unfortunately a spot would have to open up on defense first, so it's not likely right now. I'd love to see William Trudeau up with the halves at some point. Uh, I'd love to see Xavier. I know, but he has a AHL only deal, so they'd have to sign him to an NHL deal. I don't think they can bring him up without signing him to something different, and I'm not too sure that they're going to do that this season. Um, but outside of that, I mean, it's it's just refreshing to see them bringing people up and having that rotation going. Uh, so I'd like to see them keep that going. Um, wh- whoever they feel is is most deserving at any point, I'd say bring them up. Uh, why not? Let's find out who we can use in those secondary roles in behind that top line because they've been so one dimensional this season at so many points where they they can't put the puck in the net if it's not nick suzuki or cole caulfield doing the putting the puck in the net and you got to work with some of these other guys and try to figure out who can really um who can do that right um i I think they've got some guys in europe that you'd know about better than anybody that can probably do it but you know you can't bring those guys over mid-season so i say try everybody out that you possibly can from the laval rocket
1: yeah maybe even go get a rotation going uh, obviously uh there's a lot to talk about and we haven't really done a proper old school, had some time in, in quite a bit. I'm just gonna leave you two to finish off with your thoughts on the countdown and Cole Carfield's numbers this year.
0: Oh man. Um I, I think that countdown of mine is gonna end sooner than even I thought it was. I, I had a you know, you know, I've been saying since the beginning of the season he's gonna hit 40. Um If they could figure out the power play he'd be hitting 50 this season no doubt um that that i I see that countdown ending somewhere around game number i don't know let's say 65 i think i think right around there is where it's gonna end uh this kid's been fantastic if he doesn't get an all-star nod uh i'm I'm never watching another all-star game in my life i'll be honest with you guys i don't watch too many all-star games anyways but i'll never watch another one in my life if they don't give him a nod this year he absolutely deserves to be there um straight up gamer star in this league um and I guess the the big question is really when is he going to sign that next contract with the Montreal Canadiens I've seen a lot of pundits talking about it lately and a lot of people saying you know there's no way he's going to sign during the season he's going to wait until the end of the year so he can walk in there and uh you know slap down whatever 45 46 goals that he ends up having on the table and say this is what I want in terms of dollars and you better hit that Otherwise, I'm going to walk. Uh, But I can't really walk. He's a
1: restricted agent, right?
0: He's he's restricted. Yeah, good point. I I shouldn't say that. That's a little bit hyperbolic on my part. Um, At the end of the day, I'd like to see the Montreal Canadiens try and get it done a little bit sooner. I think people are right. If you wait till the end of the year and he does end up with you know 45, 44 goals, whatever he ends up at uh, at the end of the season he's got a better case for more money. I would start offering him things now and see if you can get him to take it. Because if they can attach him to Nick Suzuki and have them around the same amount of money for the same amount of years, that's good for the rebuild. You've got your two biggest stars locked up, similar dollar amounts, under 10 million, really under 8 million each, if possible. Might be tough with Caulfield, but that would send a message, right? We're here. This is the window within which we want to complete that rebuild and that we want to be up there competing with the contenders in the league so um should be great fantastic year for him and again i will never watch another nhl all-star game if they do not put that man in there and he better be in the accuracy shooting competition if he goes
1: it's also i mean i remember the uh um the covid uh, playoffs and and uh, um in the bubble where Tyler Teffoley more or less said, "I wanted to play with those guys, so that's why I came here." And and uh, yeah, you, you 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 even a couple of years ago, good players recognized the quality of both Caulfield and and uh, Suzuki. So yeah, it would be very very good to have him around. I would also imagine shirt sales and bobblehead sales and whatnot will will. Keep growing with the amount of traction that uh, <laughs> Cole Cowfield uh, has on the ice. So in the long run, it might actually be cheaper to to sign him in that regard. You've been listening to Absent-Minded. Thank you guys for listening.